Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the Cancel for Maintenance podcast. If this is your first time joining us, we are a podcast that takes a behind-the-scenes look into the gritty, non-glamorous life of aviation maintenance. We share some laughs, impart some wisdom, all in hopes to give you that split-seconds relief in your day that can prevent a mishap. I am your host, Six. I'm MVP. And our third host, Shoreline, is in the back fidgeting with his uh, widgets, making sure our audio is good to go and our faces stay fit for radio. <laughs> <laughs> so today's topic, we're revisiting an old, old episode topic, and that's shift wars, right? Spe- like specifically like the frustrations, let's call it that, the frustrations between day shift, night shift, and sometimes uh, grave shift. So when when we sometimes pre- yeah let's just say let's just say all shifts all times <laughs> all shift all times yeah right um sometimes you get part of this magic crew that's called stay crew and uh you stay there until the job gets done so fun stuff <laughs> uh, in our previous uh episode which was way back i mean we we had the cool lasers to go with it, it sounded like star wars but um in our previous episode we talked about like how uh, there's always some animosity between the shifts and that's with any industry really. Um, and some of our examples that we can think of off the top of our head between day shift and night shift is like, uh, the lack of appearance of progress. I guess that's the way to nicely say it, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 let me put it into layman's terms for the rest of us, uh, jabronis, uh, we feel that we did more than the other or those slack jaws didn't fucking carry their weight. And they were supposed to get something done and didn't fucking do it. So now you have to do it in a compressed amount of time. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> right. Just or to, they didn't uh, put a little hate behind it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or they didn't uh, document something properly. So it basically meant oh, like they didn't do it. Right. Uh, in our line of work, uh, documentation means like 80% of the work. So um, in this one organization we were with, we had one shift who was very notorious for just doing the work and then not signing it off until very, very later. But sometimes very, very later is that end of shift and then they forget to do it or they're just such in a hurry to leave that they don't do it. And we go out to the planes and see what we needed to do. And it looks all buttoned up and good to go, but there's no no paperwork to show for it. So like uh, evidence suggests that they didn't do shit about it. So like, here we go, doubling work and redoing it. And so here comes the that same shift again the following day, flipping their wigs like, what the fuck? Why did you guys like do this and that? We already done did it. All you had to do was just like turn it and fly it. I'm like, well, that would have been nice to know had you freaking signed it off <laughs> or wrote it down somewhere that you did it. But there was no logbook entry. There was no like sticky note that said you did it. There was no nothing. And of course, once you guys leave work, there's no calling you and asking you what the hell you did. So here we are. <laughs> Thanks yeah, so a lot, what do you, dicks. So what do you do the next day when that crew comes in? What's there waiting on their desk is a pack of crayons and a coloring book. Uh, <laughs> and then you say, hey, you fucked up the documentation last night. So we feel like this is more of your speed for documentation. You know? <laughs> and then... And then it just compounds from there. <laughs> yes. Or um, what what uh, gets me the most. Um, well, I think, I think I've experienced this more in the civilian world than anything is when um, like uh, a, something goes missing uh, during a one shift, like a tool, a piece of gear, something, something goes missing. 
And then, but it's like towards the end of their shift. So they just kind of like, hey, by the way, and then just dip. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Like, what am I looking for? What is it? Where was it? Like, okay. And, and oh, by the way, they didn't fill out the the missing uh, tool or missing part report or something like that. Like whatever your accountability reforms are called in your areas, but they forgot to fill that out too. So you don't, you're like working from scratch. Like, well, apparently something's missing, but I don't know who, what, when, where, why. So everyone just go out there and look for something that shouldn't be there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's where the hate, hate gets enveloped. Too. What did you guys do? We spent four and a half hours looking for a tool that uh turns out someone had in their pocket oh like but um but yeah so what do you do then that individual who took that tool home you go and uh you put zip ties on their drive shaft (laughs) uh what what else have we done to people uh tie them duct tape them to a chair left them in a dark corner or we hide hide a bunch of stuff that belongs to them. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a big one. Hide a bunch of stuff. Oh, what did we do overseas one time? Oh, man, they left their hat laying on the desk. So <laughs> we put their hat, baseball cap, inside of a, a hard hat and then filled it with water and put it in the freezer. That <laughs> was in a large block of ice. Yes. Oh, we also got the scissor lift and went as high as it would go in the hangar and zip-tied their radio to a beam up uh, up in the rafters, uh, just loud enough that when a radio call was made, you could just barely hear it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's another thing, nuts. too, between the shift wars, too, or let, let's call it the shift wars, is the sh- the shift-to-shift pranking, right? <laughs> Example is the stuff that MVP has said, or um, like someone leaves stuff. Another one is like, say, um, they... they um, take something from another shop from a different shift. Like um, uh, this one uh, unit I was with, like uh, it was like a game between shifts to see what they can steal from the other shop. Like uh, this one shop had a John Wayne poster of like uh, him in this one uh, Marine movie, old black and white movie. It was like Sands of Iwo Jima. I believe that's what it was, but it had a picture. It was like a picture of John Wayne in that movie. And this other shop from a different shift would always try to steal that picture. And it started to become like this weird college football battle kind of thing where like uh, who can keep the the picture or who can keep whatever object they stole for X amount of time before they find out it was them. And that's when it kind of started. That's when animosity kind of gets out of control where like people will start doing all sorts of over the top pranks to kind of get it back or be as like a warning or something like that, you know, like they'll snatch one of the new guys and tape them up and kind of put like this stupid, like uh threat note on them. Like we want our painting back or some shit, <laughs> you know, or, um, yeah. or uh, another one is when it kind of gets a little unprofessional. Like um, we had one shift who we have like a stacked flight schedule. Like these flights have to get out at this time uh, on this ready line or whatever. But the shift prior wouldn't like prep the planes in a right way for us to to make that schedule happen. So like as a mode of revenge, whenever they have flights later in the day or whatever, or whatever that shift is, we would bury them uh, towards the back end. <laughs> so they have to like dump everything out and waste all their time. So now yeah. they understand the frustration of yeah. having to freaking 
uh, go through those motions. <laughs> so one of the things that used to happen to us a lot, right? So at the end of the week, swing shift is always the last one on, on, on duty um, or second shift or whatever you want to call it. But typically like the three to 11 shift, we were the, you know, we'd be the last ones on duty and habitually every week, every week um, we would have, they would leave the whole flight line full. You know, we come in mm-hmm. and just every spot had a bird on it and you were like, Oh my God, all of these. And you come in like, how much of these are, how much of these did stuff today? Uh, oh, these two did testing and those two did flights. So nothing else, nothing else. Like was testing, flying, anything? No, we just got them out of the hangar. Why? Why did <laughs> we take them all out of the hangar? And then you're like, well, you know, oftentimes management's just like, I want to show a full flight line so it looks like we're really doing stuff. Just waste of time. Like, oh my so, god! Okay, all right. So we're like, hey, can you guys put put some of these away and help us out? Because our crew was always much smaller than days, mm-hmm. you know. And we're like, hey, can you can you put some of those away for us? Because uh, two of three of our guys got to go jump on a late flight, and you know, two more have got to go over to this testing effort that's continuing. That only leaves like us with four guys, you know, to to move to move uh, aircraft right now. So can you help us out? Uh, and dude, it was like watching you. It was like Wiley Roadrunner, right? When he takes off and there's that line of dust behind him. Yeah. That's what it was like. Them, them all heading towards the door. Yes. Like, okay. Oh, okay. Well, I got you. Let's see what the old Monday flight schedule looks like. And we would bury those things in the back, <laughs> in the middle. You know, if you, if it was only opened on one side, we buried them in the back. If we opened, if it was open on both ends, we buried them in the middle. So no matter which direction you go, you had to move them. <laughs> and then oftentimes we would even like stack them close to the wall and then stack ones in front of it. So you couldn't even skate it out of the way if you had to like, Oh man, yeah, we above and beyond above and beyond <laughs> burying those things. Hell yeah. Or, uh, how about this? Like, say like, uh, your, say your shop is very small, right? Like, uh, it's very small, but you have to you do a lot of road trips and you're say like your, uh, air quote lead. You go, but you have to go on a road trip for X, Y, Z. And then you come back and you don't know where anything is because uh, no one left any proper log of whatever things they were doing. They didn't keep a log of what went out, what came in. So like you're sitting here like, what the fuck is going on here? Right. Uh, That's a little bit more into like shit, like one shift, multiple uh, road trips, but same, but similar feels like. I, I feel like I exist on this different shift plane than you. And then I come back to, uh, to try to get myself back together. And then since you being one of the more senior individuals who know how to run shows or run a, a department, you come back and you kind of left them to their will and they either didn't do it or just felt they didn't have to because daddy, mommy's not watching and everything's just fucking everywhere. Like what the fuck is going on here? Like, where are we right now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that kind of goes into like what we were saying from the previous or earlier was like, uh, we're going to have to do double the work because things weren't documented properly. We'd have to uh, do uh, another reinspect or a once over because we don't know if you did it right the first time uh, or there wasn't a sign off saying that it was done correctly. Um, or like, um, uh, like we were saying, like uh, things got moved around and we don't know where they're at. Like, okay, let's go take all this extra time to go fish them out somewhere, right? Or um, 
this was actually a big frustration from one of our patrons is uh, uh, he's a night shift person, but he's also like a on tap instructor. Like uh, uh, what do they call what some organizations call them? They call them um, certifiers. They call them certifiers. Yeah. So, but, but all the classes for certifying happens on days or on the morning shift. So how the hell does that work out? Like you're, on the night shift because you're the only one technically qualified to run that shift, but you're also the only certifier in the area. So you all your certification classes have to happen in the daytime. I don't get it. <laughs> the, the math ain't mathing. <laughs> and, right. And so uh, to that to that level of frustration, that really pisses me off because like when you're nights and you got to do stuff on the day shift, you expect them to have their stuff in line, right? Like this is the class. Or this is what needs to happen. Here's all the people that need to do it to have it done with you. And they're pretty much ready and waiting for you. So when you show up, right, like, okay, let's just bang this out and and call it good so I can go back home and go to sleep. And then you show up I'm like, oh, uh, we thought you were going to set up the class. We thought you were going to do this. Like, time the fuck out. No. <laughs> right? Like, Or you do set up the class. You say, hey, open ro- open roster, open this and that. And then nobody shows up like, well, I just wasted my fucking time. So you go back to sleep, you go back to your, your place of residence to prepare for the shift the following night. And then everyone starts bitching a fit like, yo, what the fuck? Like, where's, I thought you guys were doing this class today. Like, excuse me. (laughs) Yeah. Or, or, or here's my favorite one, right? Uh, you know, you have a certain certification and so you have to go and buy off a specific task at the end of the day or, you know, or after the job's done. Yes. But nine times out of 10, you'll stay in the morning meeting like, Hey, let's jump on this job early. Cause it's a big job. Uh, let's, let's start as early as possible so we can get it bought off and completed before the end of the day. But what do they always do? They always wait until two o'clock in the afternoon to start it. And then they just hand off the, the work to the next crew coming on. And then you're sitting there going, I don't have a replacement with this certification. It's only me and one other guy and the other guy is on the road, you know, and, and so you're screwed. And so then you're sitting there at six o'clock at night, seven o'clock at night, trying to get this job done and bought off mm-hmm. for the next day's flight and everybody else who screwed you over, even though you brought it up. Oh my God, that happens so often. So what do I do? What do I, so what have I done now? Right. And, and I'm speaking from, very recent personal experience. So what I've directed, you know, my crew to do now is, Hey, we brought it up in the morning. If they wait till two in the afternoon. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll just do it tomorrow then. Mm-hmm. Well, what? No, we're going to do it tonight. Yeah. I'm not staying. So, uh, I asked you to, to prioritize that this morning. Uh, you chose to ignore me. So now we can buy it off tomorrow. Yes. Or, uh, I, that was something, uh, I had, we had to set boundaries on ourselves. Like, uh, they would, like, so a lot of what I do is like, we do a lot of uh, inspections and sign-offs, kind of like the final IA sign-off, let's call it that, right? Or in- inspection authority sign-off. Anyways, like, uh, we will tell them like, hey, man, like, we, our final call for any of those type of inspections is this time. So, and the reason why is because of all the prep we have to do and all the sign-offs we have to do and all the paperwork that follows after it, it's going to take a while. So, if you call us anytime after that, just know it's probably not going to happen. And but they and people will bitch a huge fit like, well, can't you guys just stay late? Can't you guys just do that? I'm like, no, absolutely not, because you know 
that this is our cutoff. And if you guys are just taking your sweet ass time to get things rolling because you just don't feel like working today, that's on you, right? Now, vice versa, if they're really actually grinding something out and then just really trying to put a pedal to the metal to get things rolling, then we get it, right? But we can kind of see that when they're doing that because if they say, hey, this is our number one priority, this has to happen, and you go down there to wherever they're doing the work and it's damn near empty, like two-thirds of the day, I'm like, oh, I guess it's not that important after all, and keep on trucking by. And then they come screaming, oh my God, we need this to happen. Like, Pass it on to the next shift, bro. Like, Or uh, wait until tomorrow when you guys are actually on your A-game because we took a walk and we saw you and you guys weren't doing shit. So have fun with that. <laughs> right? uh, that's a little bit more of extreme uh, from uh, what MVP was said, but that's kind of sort of what happens. And it sounds pretty lazy. It sounds pretty uh, sketch or it sounds pretty um, arrogant, but people do do that. And a lot of times too, they kind of milk their project or milk their work because either A, they just don't feel like working that day, they're tired, they're burned out, or they're just flat out lazy, right? There's are, there are people like that who just are just fucking lazy. They'll take the easiest jobs uh, possible and take all fucking day, like uh, uh, changing out the bolts from uh, seat upholstery or um, like uh, checking oil levels. It's like the easiest shit ever, but they take all damn day to do it. <laughs> yeah. How, how, how is, how, yeah. Weren't you just checking the oil levels? You have like 30 minutes post shutdown to, uh, to check those. How come it's taking you four hours? Oh, well, you know, I, I, I had to service them and then I had to do the paperwork and then I'm, I'm like, it's okay. So let me just be lenient. And then say, what did you do for the other three hours? You know? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what happened? Yes. Uh, yeah. So then what do you do? Then, uh, then the shift war side of it comes in where, uh, okay, that's, they only wanted to take care of the easy stuff. Got it. We're going to do that too. So what'd you guys get done last night? Uh, we only took care of these three really actually low level things. Well, those are all diagonal write-ups. Uh, yeah. I mean, and we, and what about the, uh, what about the, uh, downing discrepancies? Ah, man, sorry. We didn't have, uh, you know, that's more of an engineering problem. You know, and you guys have the engineering support on your ship. So we just let it go. Oh, no, there was guidance there. Oh, man. Sorry, I, I forgot. I missed the email. My bad. You know, it just it just gets really to the point where, yeah, you're screwing over the other guys who screwed you over. But eventually it gets to a point where it's just nothing. It's just an endless, vicious circle of nothing happening. Yeah, no shit. And just like, and uh that and this is like the most negative side of aviation where let's just put it that way every industry has something like that this is like the absolute most negative does this happen every single time it, it comes and goes in waves right like something like this happens we crack the whip on whoever it is it turns out good for a little bit and then it comes back again and and usually when the wave does come back it's because someone new's in the mix or uh, some people left for whatever reason like a, a a road trip or whatever. And so the people there are just kind of left to their own vices. They either don't know how to run things. It's their first time running things or they just flat out lazy and they're the only, but they're the senior most person there. So that's kind of like the driver behind this. It's not just because people like just continually like to fuck up or continue to like just fucking people over. And sometimes, you know, like uh, that kind of shows signs of the burnout piece of something we were talking about prior. Like, uh, Sometimes you, 
you just get tired of uh, grinding 100% all the time, every time, and not getting any feedback or or uh, or something like that for it. So you just like, you know what? I'm going to act my wage. I'm just going to not do this no more. Or I'm not going to go 100% all the time, every time. I'm just going to do whatever I'm told to do and nothing more. And so that kind of generates that that wave as well. So don't just uh, for everyone listening, please don't think we're just like, wow, these guys are a bunch of fucked up individuals. They should all be fired. <laughs> you know, I mean, there are people like that who do deserve it. But for the most part, a lot of this is symptomatic of something bigger. And it's usually and usually the case is like, you know what? I'm just going to act my wage like I'm, I'm tired of it. Um, I'm yeah, tired of soft, soft quitting, soft quitting. That's it. That's exactly it. Soft quitting. Um, so that's that could be a symptom of that. And example is like with our, our one patron with the night shift job, but the day shift certifying. Eventually, one of those factors is going to crack. Like it's either going to suffer technically for doing his job because he's too busy worrying about the certifying stuff on the day side or the day side stuff is going to slide because he's too busy working the technical side. And eventually, both of those is going to make the individual like really dial down or really kind of hinder his progress as a person and as a professional. So like, it's one of those pick and choose, like how bad do you want to get poisoned? So, uh, with, yeah. with all that, you know what I mean? Like, uh, well, or it could, Hey, here's another one, right? How many times have you seen this? Somebody went up for a promotion. So they were actually, you know, killing it and working their ass off and then they get passed over. So then to, to they start screwing over the other shifts, but it's really the, it's not to, it's not a dig at the other shifts. It's a dig at management. You know, that's, that's, I think as you talk about the deeper issues, I think that's probably one of them right there. Yeah. No shit. Ah, man. So, well, so how, what can we do, man, to help uh, fix a lot of this stuff? Well, first off, like it starts out with the communication. Communication is a huge thing, right? If if all those fails, we understand shifts can be very hectic. It can be very stressful. It can be very like in your face and go, go, go all the time. So that communication piece is everything. Even if you don't sign off whatever you're doing or you don't document every little thing, just have some form of communication that says like a, a text or a sticky note, something like, hey, we did this pick up where this is where we left off pick up from there or hey uh we had trouble with this pro- with this aircraft we don't have time to do the paperwork but here's where we left off right or uh if your job will allow you to okay this is a big if if your job will allow you to uh show up a little bit early and kind of get the download from the from the outgoing shift right and the reason why we say that is cuz some uh, organizations especially whatever state you're in They'll get real pissed if you show up before your scheduled time frame. I think there's a grace period of when you can show up, but they'll get real pissed about it. And and sometimes that will lead to some HR matters, which you don't want to deal with. So there's that. (laughs) Uh, The communication piece is definitely a big one. I would say control what you can control. Um, And what that is, is that 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 is your uh, your reputation and your name, you know. don't be, you know, if you if you're one of those that is continually uh, starting or instigating a shift war, um, your name is going to be kind of synonymous with uh, not uh, not a producer of uh, work. Um, you know what do they call uh, fire starters, uh, problem children, X Y Z. So 
do your best to just, I know it's super frustrating. Believe me, believe me. I know, uh, you know, do as I say, not as I do kind of thing, but, mm-hmm. but it, it can be very easy to get sucked into that, that realm of, yeah, to hell with those guys. Nah, man, just, just, just continue, put your head down, grind, grind through it, control what you control. And if you didn't get anything done because you were reliant upon, you know, another entity, like say, say you're a, uh, uh, you're a mech who had to, you know, you're, you're running a test and your avionics guy decided he didn't want to be very uh, productive that day. I mean, Hey, you were set up and you were ready to go. Let that, let, let that guy take the heat for, for that kind of stuff. Don't, don't, don't go out of your way to try to screw them over. Cause you're going to, at the end of the day, when somebody at the top is screaming, why the testing get done, they're going to go, well, you and you obviously weren't getting along because you were bickering and arguing and, and trying to uh, undermine one another. That's mm-hmm. why it didn't get done. Uh, don't be like, hey, make it so where they say, well, so-and-so had everything set up and ready to go, so where was the other people at? And let their own management answer for that. that yes. One. You know, just just uh, control what you can control. Exactly. And, and then don't take- sweat the small stuff. Yes. And it's all, and it's all small stuff. Yes, exact. That's exactly what I was gonna say. And don't sweat the small stuff, because, I mean, it it happens, right? And then you also got to be able to give yourself some grace on that. Where we're still learning that our damn selves. Like, um, MVP said it best. Like, if if it falls out of your realm of of uh, control, if it falls out of your realm of being able to do something about it, hey, that's that's you. I mean, definitely communicate that so people will be aware of it. But if you can't do anything about it, you can't do anything about it. And sometimes uh, it helps if you don't try to go so far out of your way to make it happen that it ends up making a situation worse, right? Like, uh, like uh, trying to figure out the answer, trying to push buttons, and mechs when they cut, uh, especially when mechs try to uh, make things happen, they push buttons a little too hard for some people's liking, and uh, it starts turning into this huge animosity. We're like, well, we're never gonna do shit with the mechs whenever you come asking because of this one particular um, incident or this one particular scenario. So definitely that. Um, and then also just, uh, just un- have a bit of an understanding that, Hey, maybe that other shift or that other person might just be going through some shit. Right. Um, I would definitely address that in some way, shape or form in whichever way is the most professional to you, like ask their manager, tell their shift lead or some shit like, Hey, something's going on. It's been slacking. Can you guys like, uh, help us, like help us help you kind of thing. And, um, and go from there. But in uh, uh, all else, uh, all things considering, there will be some pranks made between shifts, and we feel like that's organic to any good um, shop or any good uh, department where they they kind of have a little bit of uh, camaraderie with each other to prank each other and um, have a little bit of fun uh, at work. Because if we just did all seriousness all the time, it's gonna it's gonna crack eventually, and then some shit's gonna roll downhill and. Plus, it, it it makes for a really, really, really boring day. Just just saying. <laughs> so having that a little bit of wiggle room to uh, mess around with each other like that is kind of nice. And it's kind of internal to what makes things fun. But uh, some of these things can get a little out of hand. So just uh, give a little bit of uh, of leeway for that forgiveness piece. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> But let us know what you guys think. Like, uh, what's some of your frustrations with shift to shift? What's some of your uh, your solutions from those frustrations? 
uh, what's some things you wish people did more, which things you people did uh, less of. And if we're, and what's some of the stuff we said, like it, if we like to elaborate more or there's more you want to add to it, let us know. Uh, hit us up in the comments on social media, hit us up on our website or emails, or you can visit or you can join Patreon and get on Discord where we have conversations just like this all the time, every time. Our patrons are so freaking awesome. They challenge our brains like all the time and they give us topics that really pique our interest. And sometimes it piques us so much that we end up like putting this as an as an episode because it, it's like such good stuff. We feel like everyone should know about it. <laughs> Uh, any final thoughts on anything MVP? No, I don't think I have too much today. Uh, just trying to think of some some scenarios of past shift wars and how they were ultimately handled. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll have to I'll have to collect my thoughts on those and, and try to put together something uh, right. cohesive. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, not a problem. And again, like we said, like this stuff comes in waves. Like it's great, it's bad, it's great again, it's bad again. And a lot of times, it's you know, like those are uh, indicators of something else going on. It's not necessarily because we flat out hate each other. And usually, when we do hate each other, it's because something else is driving the the bus on that. So, let us know again what you think. And on that note, we thank you all for listening. We will see you all again on the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. We would like to take this time to thank our patrons for supporting our show and allowing us to make episodes, maintain our gear, and create merch for all of our listeners. With special thanks to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Eric Shaw, Dan Schubert, Ryan Frushauer, Kyle Keir, Mike Sherwood, Caleb Stockhill, and Jennifer Brofer. Thank you all so much for your support and patronage. If you like our show, please support us on Patreon. You'll receive awesome perks like access to our private Discord, discounts and early access to our merch, first glimpse of our comics and other projects, and so much more. You can further support us and show off your prowess as an aircraft specialist by visiting our shop at cancelformaintenance.com. If you like classy or rugged watches, visit our affiliate Rockwell Time at rockwelltime.com. Use the code CX, the number 4MX, to save 10% off your total order. If you have suggestions for the show or you'd like to be a guest on the show, send us a line on our contact us section at cancelformainness.com and we'll do what we can to get both your ideas and yourself on the show. Please support us on social media like Facebook at Cancel for Maintenance, Instagram at C-A-N-X for Maintenance Podcast, or Twitter at C-X-M-X Podcast. Please check out our new comic series on the Tapas app. Like, share, subscribe, and comment on our comics. Let us know what you think. Thank you all so much for your support and listenership, and we will catch you all next time.